episode three it is just myself and it is just lk just doing a quick intro lk how you doing i'm all right i'm all right i'm not bad she's all right she's all right do you know i've got on do you know i've got on this week well say this week it actually happened a couple of weeks ago but just been busy in it um so we have got this week um i met with the Main man Sam Manville, aka Footsie, aka FTSE. I think you just call it Footsie, it's easier. Um, he's Midlands based music producer. Uh, he's been in the music game for a while. He was in a band called um, Blackfish about 10 years ago, that, um, based in Birmingham at the time. Um, very, very different style of music to what he's doing now. So that's pretty interesting. We'll get to talk about that a little bit. Um, we met in Leicester about, oh, it's like two weeks ago now. So yeah, shout out Leicester. O'Neill's in Leicester City Centre. Let me have one of their private rooms. But yeah, it was all good. Um, anyway. Uh, what kind of things are you guys discussing? What kind of things are we discussing? We talk about all sorts, to be honest. We talk about, he grew up in Birmingham, so we talk about that a bit. Uh, there's a lot of Midlands based chat um, myself being from the Midlands um, him being from the West Midlands now him living in Leicester me being from Leicester blah 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 so there's a lot of Midlands Midlands based chat it's all um, what else do we talk about we we talk about a lot of old school bands that probably people that are into them now wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily listen to so that's there's like some really random shit that we bring up. Um, what else do we talk? And you're from Leicester, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from Leicester. Shit on. <laughs> and does that does there is there some great stories about Leicester in there? Uh, we 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 talk a little bit specifically about some certain nightclubs, which probably is just gonna go over so many people's heads, um, just because we're like this place is shit. This place is actually sound. Um, but yeah, if you don't know what we're on about, just just have to deal with it. Is it a one club town? No, I see what you did there, but um, it's got a couple of Leicester's all right. It's bigger than bigger than you think, but it's still just a bit bit naff. Um, but actually, that 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 just to give you listeners uh, an update, um, my next show will be out hopefully not too long after this who's with another Leicester guy called Riaz Khan who is uh he's an author and his book's been turned into a play so um shout out Riaz Khan because his episode will be out soon his play memoirs of an Asian casual is out at the curve uh from today September 26th to October the 6th so if you're in that area go check it out because it's uh, it looks dead, dead good. I've not seen it, obviously, because it. I interviewed him before the show came out. Um, 
but yeah, that's in the curve in Leicester for a couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, that episode will be out quite shortly as well. Oh, oh yeah. By the way, okay, listeners, whoever. Yeah. Um, it, just for clarification, if people are getting like, what, what are you on about? Um, so I know Sam through his wife Taz because uh, she's Leicester born and bred, as am I. Uh, so I met him through her. So. Taz is his wife, Ruben is his stepson, and Raf is his uh, baby. Well, she's probably maybe one or two by now. Um, but yeah, so if you do hear those names, that's who he's referring to, basically his, his wife and kids. Um, so yeah. All right, thanks All for right. clearing that up. All right, no problem. You know what, actually, I was found something out quite interesting recently I've always always hated um, what's his name Frank Sinatra right I think a lot of people do don't they he's a bit of a it's dodgy just, character well like, yeah he's like a bit of a mobster and like I don't know he just reminds me of like you know, like scummy cockney dads yeah like they always play like Frank Sinatra at their funerals like I've worked <laughs> I've worked a couple of wakes and it's like some horrible grotty cockney and they're like, oh, he would have, like they play like My Way by Frank Sinatra is, at his wake. And they're like, oh, we should have done this while he's still alive, old Trevor. Uh, so, and yeah, and Frank done, Sinatra. We should have done his funeral when he was alive. Yeah, well, you know, it's just like, yeah, we should have all met together to celebrate his life before he died. It's just a bit daft. Um, but yeah, I've always, I've never, never really liked the guy and he's apparently like a bit of a mobster, like, you know, got involved with the mafia and shit, but I've completely turned away, turned, turned myself around on him, because uh, he's, I was watching someone on Quincy Jones recently, uh, and he talks about how like, you know, like back in the day, like, um, popular jazz music, like black jazz musicians and uh, well, you know, black artists of any sort of music, bebop, jazz, uh, Motown, soul, yeah. they were like the stars of the show, but when they went off stage, they wouldn't be able really to eat, like, they, yeah, they'd like, would be, they'd have to eat in the kitchen or they'd have to, like, uh, sleep on the other side of town where the black hotels are, and so, like, on stage they're class, but as soon as they get off stage, they're treated as, like, pieces of shit again, and Frank, Frank, old blue eyes, Frank, he... Went, no, this ain't right, because he was good friends with Quincy, he was good friends with um, Sammy Davis Jr. and all that, and pretty much single-handedly helped put an end to loads of that stuff. Mm. So fair, fair. Do you know when you're just like, someone you don't know, and you just like, because I'm quite judgmental, I feel like you are a bit as well. When you just call someone quite early, like, right, dickhead or sound, and then you realise, like, well, years think- later, how wrong you were. Someone can be both good and bad, can't they? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's not all just black and white, but... Have, you, it, have you got anyone that you've, like, always thought was a massive dick, like, that's famous, or... And then realised the more you, like, heard about them, read about them, they're actually dead sound. Well, you, your judgment's just always spot on. Always spot on. I can't say I've ever been wrong. I can't say I've ever been wrong. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, right, well, it, that was just went off in a bit of a tangent there. Just thought I, I just, it's just been on my mind all day of like, 
how wrong I sometimes am about like my judgment of people. What was your judgment of uh, me? I thought you were a bit of a twat, but I think you're alright. <laughs> no, I thought you were dead rude. I mean, you are dead rude, but you're like, <laughs> but you're like, like there's a kindness with you as well. Do you know what I mean? And I think kindness is probably like the most important trait in a in a person, which is probably why like today it's gonna sound like really really lame, but women are better than men because most women are kind and that's like a trait more associated with women I think than men oh I don't know you just said a mouthful there Tom yeah spark a bit of debate there <laughs> anyway we're nattering on talking a load of waffle well I can't wait to hear the show I'm excited to hear yeah it. it's quite a long one so that's why we're doing a short one here which probably don't feel short but um yeah so shout out footsie uh shout out Riaz will be the next show uh listening it's gonna be hot shit bye <laughs>
I heard there was an amazing story I heard about a sample clearance, which was Liam Howlett sampled, I don't know what it was, I think it was an early Prodigy thing, or it might not even have been Prodigy. No, no, it must, no, it was, it was a Prodigy record, can't remember which one it was. But he sampled this, like, obscure rave record um, without asking for clearance. Yeah. The guys that made that record, they did it. Oh, fuck, who is it? I want to say it's Mark Archer, but it's not. It might be, though. Know, it might be the guys that went on to do Alternate, you know. Ding, ding, oh, ding, yeah, ding, yeah, ding, yeah. It might have been, or it's something like that. It was that same kind of thing. Anyway, so Howlett sampled it, and then they tried to sue Howlett for using it, but he knew that they'd the original break was from this other funk record right. that they'd never cleared. So instead of going through that he basically he bought the rights to the original and then he sued them for using it retrospectively in the first place without getting it cleared and won supposedly I can't get my head around I mean it's such a fucking like everything's subjective do you know like like the one with um, there was a recent one with Radiohead someone they sued someone because like a hook of that in their song was so similar to Creep Really, and then someone was saying, "Yeah, but you've the the fucking the, same... the chorus in Creep is like the, back, this old '60s tune." Yeah, so okay, like, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. How can Where you be suing someone when you've done the same? I think thing? it's when it has to be. It has to be like the same, doesn't it? Like this yeah. Coltrane thing with the system line is exactly the same. Like, and I mean, there's no way you can argue that it's not. If you sit and play each one on a piano. It's the exact same notes in the exact same order in the same phrasing. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's identical. And then I guess the break thing for the prodigy, it was the actual recording of it that had been used. So yeah. I guess you have that argument. But yeah, when you get into that territory of like, what was that one? That fucking Robin Thick one and oh, that blurred lines. Place. Yeah, yeah. Like didn't even sound nothing fucking like. That. I mean, yeah. that was bullshit. That was People proper. Just trying to make a quick buck. That really, was just they? bollocks. Jealous because another song's got a pick up. Yeah. But um, you know uh, your. The latest song you've done, uh, Honeydew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, it, it, you'll have to explain it because I'm yeah, on, thick with this sort of stuff. But do you know, um, I think it's, is it Rude Kid that does that? Are you ready? Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's on a get song. Yeah. And I'm like, is that just like his watermark or yeah, something? Yeah, basically. Right, yeah, right. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously you hear certain producers or DJs will always drop that. The same sound. Yeah, yeah. That, that's his, exactly. That's his, like, that's his calling card. Right. And he does loads of shit with guests, man. So like they've gone oh, up okay. for like 10, 11 years. Right, So that's right. why. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, in my head I'm like, is it just another, like, you go on sample.com and you pick like the right, top Right, this one. one's mine. Yeah. <laughs> or is it, is it like... Producercallingcards.com. Is it legit his sort of watermark for all his tunes? Yeah, no, that's his one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have one. Maybe yeah. I should start using one. <laughs> I've got a really nice one that just goes bounce, but I think quite a lot of people have got that sample, so it's not like it's exclusive. Right. You need right. to find something that's a bit obscure, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that song's doing pretty well, isn't it? It's doing all right, man. Well, it's been out for like just over a fortnight. Grime Daily is uh, getting yeah. the numbers on, on We've done Grime like, Daily's YouTube. Yeah, we did over half a million views on the video in a fortnight. Sad. And we've done over half a million streams across Apple Music and Spotify in the first fortnight as well. So it's all right. We've got playlists that rinse and represent. Nice. So just hoping that we get picked up for the one extra playlist and then go from that, one extra that, to Radio is 1. Is that how it get, Is that the way to do it now, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, it's that, like it's, soft release, man. Unless you're fucking Drake or Beyonce, where yeah, you can put it yeah. out and it goes bang. Everything goes... Well, especially like UK urban music, there's like... There's a way that it works. You put it out and it goes to certain people and then you just build... So it's like 
tick that box, tick that box. Let's represent ticked. Rinse, ticked. One extra, ticked. Right. Then Radio 1, potentially ticked. You know what I mean? And as you go along that, you're ticking off other things. Exactly. Like, oh, this person's written about it. This video channel's picked it up. This, do you know what I mean? Right, right. So is that literally for this for this style of music? That's kind that, of it. That's, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, the game yeah. you've got to play. Pretty much, man. Yeah, and I mean, you can play it on a longer... This is this is definitely a bit longer, but then there's also there's obviously the ones that just like go on GRM and suddenly it's like they get like five million views in a week. Yeah. And then yeah. radio are just like, well, we have to play it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because it's just absolutely blown. Right, right, right. So it's just... um, Yeah, they're the two models, really. Right, right. And then... Um, because you, you're Birmingham originally, right? Yeah, yeah, B-Town. So Watch you, out. Because that's... Birmingham's, like, on the map at the moment. Oi, bro, Especially for sort of urban music. Like, JK's doing doing big... Uh, Lady Leisure, is she? In Lady Leisure, one? yeah. Lady Leisure, that's it. Yeah, she's from Solly Hall. Right, okay. So she... Because I grew up in Erdington. She's from Solly Hall, where my dad worked in the school there. And then... Mists, he's from Erdington, he's literally from just around the corner from where I grew up. Right. Tanner, who's um mate of Jay's, who I'm hopefully putting something out with as well soon. Right. He's from fucking Erds as well. And then two free drillers, and have you seen those guys? No. They're like, you know the whole drill scene with the fucking yeah, masks yeah, and everyone's yeah. like blah 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 and all that. So they're from the Jarvis estate, which is like the back of my yard where I grew up. Like right. like as in like my back garden backed onto another garden and then <laughs> that house is the estate there I so always it's like that mental man when you hear famous people like oh I shared a room with him at university I'm yeah like, how do these fucking people know each other yeah, before yeah. they're big but I don't know maybe just creativity no but I mean I didn't know these guys are all like 10 years younger than me oh right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. these are all like it's just coincidence yeah no it's pure coincidence man because like when I was growing up Erlington was just nitty do you know what I mean it was just Trashy, right. I don't know, just shit, Not like nothing. Do you know, it was, yeah, it was just a bit dirty. I mean, it was. I, I was mean, talking to someone about it the other day. I was like, it's kind of poverty, but it's not like serious ghetto poverty. Yeah. It wasn't like you know people would have beef and there'd be a bit or whatever, but it wasn't. Wasn't like it wasn't like scary, like do you know what I mean? Whereas like these two free driller videos, they're all out in fucking. <laughs> leaning out of cars with this like guns the and they're just talking about like like shotting people I don't know it's just a bit mad because my parents still live there and like I go back and I still feels the same but it's just mad seeing all these videos being shot yeah, literally yeah. on the doorstep where I grew up it's mad like because it's not even like yeah Miss and Tanner are from Erdington and they're Erdington's a kind of a large-ish kind of geographic area I guess right. so they're from like other bits but like these guys are literally from my doorstep it's just really bizarre seeing like Erdington train station like the massive sign <laughs> it's the first thing on their video yeah that's mad yeah but yeah it, I don't know it, it, I'm sure you'll probably dispute it but I've always thought for so, the second biggest city in England it's dry not, there's not that much Bands that have come or artists that have come out of there. I mean, obviously, there's not in our lifetime. Sabbath, no, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. some of the older stuff, but even there was like a few bands when like British indie was doing all right a few years, what like ten years ago. But, Johnny but who Farron, are you then? Oh yeah, Johnny. Burning? Yeah, yeah, they were mates of ours. Yeah, were yeah, they? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. I know, obviously, Swim Deeper from there. Yeah, a bit more and Peace, but that was oh, all later. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, the yeah. newer stuff. Yeah, first. that's like well, that's eight. Newer, but it's still a good few years old. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, they they were all from Brom. There was 
yeah, to be honest, man, there was always something going on, but it's... But it's not like Manchester. I don't know, it never blew, it? no, but it's right. never been looked at as a culturally significant place, really. Right. And even, like, when you look back at, like, Sabbath and even, like, the Zeppelin guys that were from Brom and that, it's still, like, it was almost because it was terrible that it was... They kind of came. Th- I don't know. Like it wasn't ever on because Birmingham was a, the front runner of British culture. Yeah, it was something that happened aside from it. Right. And I mean, obviously, there's the Skinner link as well. But oh like, yeah, yeah. But then, like Mike is as much. He he means more to London probably than he does to Birmingham. Yeah. Realistically, like I, I remember. I remember being. I don't know. Someone kind of shot me up and put me in my place. But in, I, I was like, why does he not? Why is he singing a Cockney accent? Yeah. when he's from Birmingham yeah. and I was like someone was like well he probably grew up most of most, most of, his of his lifetime or most of his sort of creative part of years are probably in London. in London so I was just like alright yeah fair enough yeah no that, I think that is what it is I'm pretty sure he, he, he was like living in London from a pretty young age but I think he still had ties to Birmingham because I know that he recorded bits of like original pirate material and that in like Has It Come To This was done in, in Birmingham and right. a few other bits okay but I think it was one of them where he probably still had his links in Brom and he was, but he was based yeah. in London, so he'd like fly up and down maybe and just do a bit here and he's there. He's just like, he's, even though obviously streets were huge, I mean, they're still big. Yeah. And uh, I don't know that he's released, recently released some new music, um, but they're obviously the original Pirate material was huge. Well, that's Those like first like three records, um, yeah. don't even start. I've been <laughs> listening to stuff. The last few days, I've been going. I don't know, just like I'll be like, when did that come out? I'm like 99. I'm like, fuck me. I had this on vinyl. I'm just like, Jesus, I am old. <laughs> like, I'm really starting to like feel the year. Not feel it. I don't feel old, but like you know, when you put it into reference as yeah, to yeah. how long ago it actually was, yeah. and you go, fuck, man. I mean, for a start, I've got fucking Ruben Stepson started just like secondary school. Crazy, yeah. That is like it's a complete mind bender. Tell me about that. He started secondary school. Well, you think about like, I mean, I remember when I started secondary, like not like it was yesterday, but I remember it because it's a big fucking deal, isn't it? And you think, God, man, you're going through all this now. And I'm I'm like, I'm an adult. I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be looking after you. Yeah, yeah, scary, man. I remember the transition was that was the biggest transition for me because in Leicester, I don't think they do as much now. I went uh, sort of. North of city centre, nearer to Loughborough. Mm. Uh, well, I'm from like Anstey, Rothley way. Um, but the primary school I went to was like a little, like Christian. Yeah, like, it was yeah. a state school, but it was yeah, like yeah. A, a like a really a nice class. Yeah, 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 and everyone was just like twiggly d. You know, no, there was no no working class or poor people that went to the primary school. And then I went to the secondary school, it was year seven to year nine, in Anstey. It was a slightly rougher area. Yeah. I remember just like the the contrast, like some. I remember on my first day, some kid told a dinner lady to go in, I kiss my ass, miss. <laughs> I was just that blew my Shock. mind. I was like, how the fuck can you get away with doing that? <laughs> like that is just not done at this little twee primary school. That's funny. And then from there, it was like you know, just grew up a bit more then, and actually seeing like shit. Not everyone's fucking like live Balamori. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 totally. But um, so, 
Stepson is in secondary school. Yeah. Baby is in... Well, baby. No, she's a nursery. But she's... Well, that's the other thing. It's like when I first met Taz and moved in with Ruben, with her and Ruben, that Ruben was... It was he was just before he turned two. And like Raf is now year and a half. So it's not... It's only a few months until she, he... She'll be the same age he was. Wow. So it's like 10 years. It's fucking, it's mad. Yeah, I've been in Leicester years. for nearly, well, next year will be 10 years I've been in Leicester. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I didn't know it's been that long. Yeah, man. I've done my time in Braunston, bro. Is it still the same house you're at? No, we moved start this year. Okay. But still in Braunston, we just moved to the other side of the park. Right. Because we managed right. to get a house with three beds, because two beds weren't enough for a baby in a studio. and Because I work from home mostly as well, so. Fair enough. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but we were in that house for, well, Taz was in that right. house for 10 years. Yeah. And actually, get this for like coincidence, the day that we signed for the new house, we had, she had to get the old, when she signed for the old house, and it was 10 years to the day, Fucking spookily, hell. complete coincidence. Wow. It was the exact date, 10 years later, Jeez. that we signed the new one. Yeah, proper, I mean, I don't believe in shit like that, but it was exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mad. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But um, so, would you say you had more of a Brummie accent when you first moved there? Because I remember meeting your sister, and she's got a thick Brummie accent. My sister's got one, but they all actually. My brother, that's the same kind of age as well, he's couple, same age as you guys. Right. So he's a couple of years younger than me. He's not as bad. Um, but then my sister, my youngest brother, who's nearly ten years younger than me, he is like proper. Yam. Right, right. Yeah, he's yeah. proper thick from. But I never... I like the accent, man. I think it, yeah. gets, I think it gets a bad rep. Yeah, I think, it does. There's definitely I think it's worse, quite attra- man. I think it's quite attractive on a female. When it's quite subtle, maybe Ooh, not like Dudley. Yeah, standards. you don't want like a black country bird. Yeah. But when it's quite subtle, I, it, it's always like, oh, but worst accents in Britain. It does like, usually come always, as the worst, doesn't it? Like, I have no. to say, man, like... I, I've got I quite a, like it. I think, it, I think it's... Uh, Underrated. I've obviously got a soft spot for it just because it's like yeah. kind of growing up in that. But I'd, yeah, I don't think so. Not really, man. I've kind of I avoided it a lot. Yeah. I think I had it when I was younger, but then kind of through my teenage years and that, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. you haven't you haven't sort of. Um, I've just got like a nondescript Midland accent. Yeah. You haven't inherited the Leicester accent, so that's good. I do have little bits though. Like yeah. I'll say, "How are you?" Oh yeah, yeah. I've been saying Miduk in yeah. fucking Nottingham. I can't say that actually. That's not one. Of, that's not one that I've I've got. I, I didn't even realise. Nan, well, my nan's from Wigston. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, I grew up coming over okay. to, to Leicester and that. My nan's in Wigston, and she she says, "Hey, I'm Miduk," and all that. And we always used to take the piss. Out I couldn't. I couldn't get my head round when I first moved to Nottingham that guys say it to other guys. Mm. And I was like, I thought it was like it feels a, like a real feminine thing, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, I thought you just say it. I thought it was a bloke would say it to a fit like, darling or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, you would call, like two two blokes would say darling yeah, to each other. Yeah, yeah. But they did. I was like, I don't know. I'm I'm like a sponge of accents and like um, all that shit. So I just fucking not even thinking about it. Just <laughs> inherit just whatever's going it on. It's a bit sad. Do you know it? what though? I think I do, even though you say that I haven't with maybe the Leicester as much, but I think that's why I don't sound so brummy. So I think I must have sounded more brummy when I lived in Brum. But when I came to Leicester, I hadn't really been living in Birmingham for about three or four years anyway. I'd kind of just been fluidly like on tour or like not there. Or, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wasn't really in was Brum. Imagine it with what you do. You, it's not like you just... Around, around, around Brummies or, uh, or um, 
Leicester folk. It was mainly time. Southerners, to be honest. I think that's what took the edge off was spending like quite a few years just basically in the back of vans with Southerners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so enough. it took the it took the twang out. So if if someone was to do like a a short bio of Footsie, would would they say Leicester based but Brummy born or Yeah, I never you, really you know what to care. say, man. I usually just say Midlands. Yeah, yeah. Just cover all bases because like who really gives a shit, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like from the Midlands. But then I think oh, I the people I feel you are I you know, you or I probably don't, but this whole sort of like where are they from? Is it a part is of that part scene? Is it part of the scene? Yeah, Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's important to fucking yeah, I media suppose to a lot of people. stuff. I guess, I think usually, they're trying yeah. to pigeonhole it. Not, well, you know, they're just trying to put you, attach you to a certain scene that's going on. Do you I think, I mean? like, more recently, I've started just saying Birmingham, just simply because, well, it's popping more in Brum. But yeah. not even <laughs> not even that, to be fair. More because it's like... It's just easier. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I usually, well, it'll be one People or the other. I usually just say so. Leicester based or Birmingham. Yeah, fair enough. Instead of going Birmingham, Leicester based. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like one or the other. Oh, I don't really care. Not worth the faff. Yeah, it just seems a bit long. But um, but Leicester's been good to me, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm one of those people, because I'm, Grew up here. I think I'm okay. I'm allowed to say I don't like it. Yeah, no, it's I mean. shit. It's terrible. But it's been. Yeah. I've not. I've enjoyed my time here, even though it's. I've got nice memories from growing up. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's anything to do with Leicester as a city. I mean, when they won the when the, when they won the league a few years ago. Were you here? Did you come back for that? Nah, I'm not a Leicester fan. So I just I yeah. I was happy for the city. Yeah, I was yeah, happy for some of my mates that have been through the shit times as yeah, Leicester city yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, this the most crazy thing in sports history has happened. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I'm happy that it was my hometown that that happened to. Yeah, yeah. But you know, so many fucking people that were like Man United supporters that are suddenly going, oh, you know what? I've, I've always quite liked Leicester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they've always been my, always been my proper team. Well, I've never, I'm not really a football supporter in that way. So I just came down for the lols and we had a fucking mad night out. But it, it was good for the city though, wasn't it? It sort of brought up... it was Because Leicester is not... Midlands on a whole, you know, Birmingham less so because it's huge. But Midlands on a whole does get forgotten about in England. Absolutely. And the fact that Leicester sort of suddenly got put on the map all over the world and like the multiculturalism of the, of the city was sort of shined upon and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. just showing all the different sort of uh, cultures that live here I thought that was good and it was like yeah finally fucking Leicester's getting a bit of recognition but uh, yeah I, I, but at the same time I've never I've never liked living here it's not I mean, well I've not lived in Leicester since I was like 19 yeah, it's yeah, like so. been over 10 years since I've left and every time I come back if I have a night out here I'm just like <laughs> well, you know what man you know because obviously if I haven't like, the whole being pregnant and then having a baby thing because she's been a bit of a handful. We haven't, we've hardly been out at all in yeah. the last like two yeah, years. But we went out on Saturday, literally the second time in like two years, but we've gone out together and been yeah. able to like just actually go out. Yeah, yeah. We had a wicked time. Yeah. But that's probably a lot of pent up fucking regression. Like just yeah, like, yeah, like, just finally, like ah! But even though, even saying that, it wasn't like chaos like it was when we were younger, but it was like, it was really good. But at the same time, we were limited, but we had to fucking end up at basement. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Please, someone, give me something better than that. Softback. Softback's not even open anymore. No, well, that's it, man. Big I've shout got... out to Softback, by the way. Huge shout out. 
Listen, I would take Softback every single time, man. At least you know, like, it's shitty, but whatever. You're going to get some... Basement is the worst. Yeah. Fuck it, I hate that I've been there, but... Is it? I don't know. But it's the only place you can go at that for that time, unless you want to go I and sit really in a casino. I really want to be listening to Motown at, at five in the morning. No. Do you know what I mean? It's just like really loud conga breaks. I don't know, like, if you're fucking having it, you, 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 you don't really care. Soul and Funk's not the one, yeah, really, yeah. in my mind, anyway. I'm, no, I'm with you. There's a time and a place for it, and yeah, I'd five, be... 5 a.m. on a Saturday night is yeah. probably not it. No. But, um, yeah, that, I don't know. <laughs> Leicester, I always... I'm amazed that I thought Nottingham was bigger than Leicester, but it's not. Leicester's bigger than Notts, isn't it? I, I think so, yeah. yeah like, I know population-wise it is, like, yeah. and I remember finding that out, it wasn't even that long ago, thinking, Jesus. But like, wh- when, I, wrong? <laughs> when I was a teenager, it was always like, Nottingham was the big brother to Leicester, like, yeah, so yeah. if you had a bit more money, you'd, you'd say, go Notts, you'd, you'd yeah, yeah. I don't know, stay at a mate's or get the first train home or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, n- now I live there, I don't know, I'm fucking too old to be going out every weekend and stuff and all the places I used to go to which I thought were like for the older crowd oh yeah <laughs> definitely yeah. are <laughs> well, I th- I'm not, yeah I think the thing that I miss about living in a bigger city like Brum is the city I think there's just less ego yeah because there's less there's, you just you know that you're insignificant yeah more so in a way do you know what I mean like there's just so many people and yeah. the city centre in itself is so much I mean like Erdington like Erdington shopping centre like the centre of Erdington is probably not much smaller than the centre of Leicester really? yeah I've never even heard of Erdington that's how fucking yeah, well, it's dumb not, I am man. no you ain't dumb it's like it's no, I mean it ain't really anywhere but I mean yeah, Erds is is it, honestly I'm, I'll work it out I'll, I'll, I'll text you later but I'm pretty sure it can't be that much smaller like it's got a proper high street with a low shop. We've got market. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's n- it can't be that much smaller than Leicester. But that's what always I think was the problem. Because growing up in Brum, man, going out like the weekend or whatever, I don't think I ever got in like serious trouble. Like even going to like heavy nights, like yeah. you know, going to like some of the sketchy like D and B raves or whatever. Like when I was younger. You, There'd be like you'd know, be people there or whatever, serious guys, but never you never ended up getting into that kind of trouble. Whereas I remember the first time I ever went out in Leicester, I think I got my head kicked in. Really? Like, I mean, it's just an aggy place, but I think it's because the city centre is so small, and so many people are all kind of thrown in there together, and there's just nowhere f- you can't avoid anyone. So like everyone, and there's just an ego. I don't know, like. I think I, there's a I bit know, of a small town I've felt like small man syndrome I've about felt people. safer walking around London than, yeah. than I did walking around when I got off a train in Leicester man I think there's I think it's true like not saying that Leicester's more dangerous because I don't think it is no. but I think that just on a surface on the probability yeah. of walking into trouble I think you're more likely to walk into it just doing minding your own business in yeah, Leicester than you are just walking around fucking clock tower or something 100% yeah, man because because he's pissed and well, me and when was it? It was a few years ago now. But me and Taz just got in scrap with some lads just because they were trying to beat a homeless guy up for no fucking reason. It was just like, come on, man. I know people do that everywhere, but we're just walking down, and I was like, we can't fucking let them do that. Yeah, that's just yeah. totally. So obviously, Taz banged them out, and I stood there. What, <laughs> <laughs> Taz? Yeah, but um, it's, yeah. I don't know. Just. Yeah, I just always felt like Leicester definitely seems like it's got something to prove a bit more. Yeah, like the lads more so. 
just a lot of toxic masculinity, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. And fucking stuff like the knobs now, man. Jeez. Like, I don't know if you've been up Narborough Road much. No. Fuck me, bro. It's just like... It's rough. Well, it's the same as it's always been. Like, I remember reading a statistic where it said it was the most multicultural road in the whole of the UK. Like, I think there's the most native really? languages spoken on that one road than any other road what? in the country. But I mean, Including London? Supposedly. Fair play. I don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, it could be one of those things that I've read and then it was bullshit. <laughs> but I definitely read it. <laughs> I think it was on Reddit or something. No, it weren't. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, but um, it's just, it's, uh, I don't know, like, I I feel like Narborough Road is a bit sketchy now. It's just loads of fucking angry my dudes mom, just with nothing to do other than drink all day and just walk yeah. around looking for trouble. My brother used to work in social housing in Leicester. Yeah. And you meet some fucking characters doing that. Yeah, man. right. Um, becoming, becoming good friends with the local local escorting services <laughs> yeah, just that are constantly moving having to move from house to house but yeah it, it's it's not as fucking sunny as it may appear to be is it around here um, but at the same time I'd, I'd hate trying to I would hate to be one of those people that make out on from the ends oh yeah no no that's not what I'm, I'm doing no no I know you know I know you know but uh, you know I just uh, think it's interesting just in the 10 years I've been here how, how much Leicester's changed yeah. In some ways, but then I guess not. I, well, I get off the train and I don't recognise a single fucking bar or restaurant these days. It's just such a fucking vicious cycle, in it? Of two years and then you shut down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. something new, yeah, rebrand. Yeah, yeah. And there's only a few places that are still... And it's the same going. fucking people that are running all the bars, the same people yeah. that are doing the doors, it's the same people that are working on the bars in there. It's yeah. like... In it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so you were the bartender at that place. Oh, you work over here now. Yeah. Like, it's just a fucking Truman show, isn't it, really? So, I always, I've asked like everyone that I get on here, um, have you got a specific city or venue that you always like performing in, even from maybe from Blackfish Days or now uh... as Foxy? Or is there anywhere on the other side of the spectrum where you're like, oh, not that place or... I mean, that, you might not want to say that publicly. But <laughs> <laughs> I asked my mates who were in a band Crows. Yeah, yeah. They were just like, didn't really want to... Can't know, answer it. Didn't really want to answer um, that one. I don't know, man. Like, I think there's... In the in the place... Do you know what, man? I, I've not really been on the live circuit for a minute now, so... Mm. I don't really know. Like, where would I... Where have I liked playing in the past? I don't really... Do you know what, like... Some of the squats we used to play in Europe were sick. I'd love to go and play yeah. there again, but I don't know in what capacity or how. But I used to, yeah, I used to love that shit, man. Like you know, when there's, um, I was literally talking to someone the other day. We were talking about Eastern Europe and like little weird pockets of the world we've been to. And I remember we played at this place in Slovenia, and it was nuts. It was like an aircraft hangar. Yeah. And this, to be honest, it wasn't even about the show or the, the venue itself. Like the, the venue room was fucking massive. This old aircraft tanker, it was kind of sick. But the thing that was wicked about all these places was they'd have these like outbuildings. They'd have dorms where you could stay, and then they'd have offices. And they were, I don't know, there was just something really cool about it. It felt like its own little. Do you think you don't you don't get as much of that sort of DIY? Let's put a set up a gig here. Is it like just? The licensing laws are so strict to here. What here in this? Yeah. Also, I think that in in Europe, I know specifically in like Germany, and then some of the other Eastern European countries, like the council, like the government, 
there is money there for people to do it and they, right. they support the idea of people like don't get that at all here man no 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 it don't exist I mean I went Someone was telling me when I went moved to Nottingham, like, oh, they're really good at it. Like, they they open all, they like support all these new venues that want to open or new shit. And I've not seen it. All I've seen is like seminal places in Nottingham are getting shut down. Yeah. I'm just like, well, fucking, it's just all <laughs> a big fucking lie, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was because I was friends of mine that are played in Europe always seem to they just seem to get a better reception. And I'm just like, is it because they're a foreign band and it's a bigger buzz. There's definitely that. There is that. that you is know, if you're from somewhere like a small town in Slovenia, you probably there's certain people you never ever that are never ever going to come come through. So come through that area is, is 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 exciting. Yeah. So is it is it part of that or is it just? I think there's there is there as is a culture. They're just fucking more up for it. I don't know. I think some of it has to be like. I think we have to remember, like, and I know we were just saying that, like, the government maybe don't, there's no money there for us to do stuff, but even though it doesn't feel like it a lot of the time, maybe for us personally, there is more money in this country yeah, than a lot of places. Yeah. Not Germany, that doesn't, that's excluded from this. <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of places we have a lot, so there is more surplus income for people to actually fund doing stuff themselves, I suppose. And also, right. we are lucky that, like, man, the UK is a forerunner in culture globally like and we always have been like Mm -hmm. for right or wrong reasons but like we you don't hear about things coming out of Slovenia that are going global and that are changing how the youth or culture Mm -hmm. you know they're not leading a light whereas we we kind of just grow up with that being the case do you know what I mean so I suppose you got to take that as the positive from yeah. not having the support to do it because actually we just do it ourselves anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, and we have a state, we, we have a platform in the global stage in which to do that. Yeah, it's a good point. One me round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we'll just uh, take a quick break. Yeah, um, fag, beer, and then we'll right, get back it. into it. Do you feel like the people that you work with or the people that, are, you know, are making making waves at the moment are sort of aware of what's going on? Is that is that the right way of saying it? I guess so. Or, or is it, are they just sort of, is it more, I'm here to make some money, get big? Do you know what I mean? I think it depends. Like, there's, there's two, there's kind of two ways that I think you can look at it. You can look at it through, like, the political sphere lens yeah. or you can look at it through the social lens and I think that actually when it comes to like the more pop stuff that I do with like pop acts on major labels and writing and producing and stuff like that they tend to either completely not give a shit or they solely look at it that's because they're told to because it's like don't don't ostracise half your demographic no I don't think so I support this but I don't support this I think it's because it most of the time 
it comes from a place where they're just complete narcissists and it's just about right okay. they literally just want to be famous and they don't give a shit about really anything else in some ways right and that like kind of vapid emptiness is a lot harder to deal with than say someone who comes like from the urban scene that has come from absolutely nothing and it's been really hard for them and they just want to make some money because they've never had it and yeah they you know and they're in a position where they can make money mm-hmm. but but what i would say is that even though those guys actually to like the majority of the public and especially like the the non-working class would look at them and think almost see them in a more nihilistic way they don't give a shit and they just want to be rich they they are actually engaged with the social side of stuff far more than the fucking vapid pop guys Mm -hmm. that might not be hurting anybody but are literally complicit and don't give a shit like because a lot of these people like if they've lived through the social problem themselves of inequality and, and, and struggle and poverty, they can't help but then take that and, and, and use that. I mean, that's what a lot of the stuff that they sing about is, and that's why people like it, because they can, relate the majority of people can fucking relate to it, because yeah, they've been through yeah. shit, you know. And I think that at least just talking about it, whether that's in a positive or a negative way, like just talking about it and not just singing about fancying some fella or yeah, whatever yeah. I, I think there's, there's there's more to be taken from that do you think there's even a shred of truth of sort of things like UK, UK Drill which is big at the moment and in the news of glamorising certain negative impacts on society such as drugs, guns, violence blah 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 I mean I, I, I completely agree they're just singing about what they know yeah but, or what they want to know. Or, yeah, or <laughs> what they know will sell records. But yeah, yeah. Do you think there's anyone listening to it going, you know what, I'm going to go I'm going to start fucking... Yeah, I think that that must happen. But not to the point where... Not everyone that listens to it. I mean, it's going to be the, it's the same as, I don't know, like equating it to politicians or to... I think there's, big, there's bigger, bigger it's like things. films. Sorry, yeah. sorry. No, like, no, go on. Think about the amount of films that get made where it's some dude shooting people up. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm. Like, I mean, it's not some people still have a problem with it, but like that now in, in culture, in mainstream culture in the UK is fine that you can go and watch fucking, I don't know, I was going to say Pierce Brosnan, but that's showing my age. <laughs> um, who's it like? Vin Diesel, even that's showing my age yeah. a bit. But like, do you know what I mean? He's like, probably just, about 50. <laughs> yeah, fuck me, man. Go and watch The Rock, yeah? Yeah. Just like banging man up just yeah. you know what I mean and there's yeah, like blood yeah. and everyone's Guns, getting shot muscles, up but dying. think about what percentage of people go and watch those films and then go out and yeah. have a go at doing that I think it's the same with the mute with, with, with that kind of music uh, I think that actually I watched a really interesting documentary um, with like six seven lot and that yeah and some of the drill lot chatting and like they're pretty smart guys man like they know what they're doing yeah. and I don't think they I don't think they want I could be wrong man like I can't really speak for them but I don't get the impression that they want people to listen to their music and then go out and act bad and like yeah, do yeah. what do that shit I don't think they actually it's and it's for people like 6-7 or um, whoever in the UK drill sort of scene with the upbringing they've had and the lifestyle that has been sort of pushed on them 
it's the only way they can make money that's like legal. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Because you know, ninety-nine percent of employers aren't going to give them uh, a full-time pop proper job. You know, even then, man. Even if you get a fucking full-time job, what are you going to get? Something like McDonald's, or like you're literally going to get yeah. the shittest minimum wage. Like I'm in the same like another fucking sub story, but I'm in the same position, man. I'm unskilled. Like I'm a fully unqualified, unskilled worker. Yeah. I go if I was to go and look for a job now, unless it was going to be through a friend or like if I was going to try and find something that way. If I just went out into the world as me to try and find a job, I'm fucked, man. I'm going to get a job in a pub. I'm going to get a job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. it's unskilled, like minimum wage labour. Like that's it. That's 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 what I've got. And I'm lucky compared to a lot of these guys. So yeah, yeah. They're fucked. Like, yeah, you're right. There's no way. There's no way they can socially mobilise. And for all those people who think and say like, well, they should have done better at school. They should have gone to university. They should have done that. They that is bullshit, man. That is pure fucking middle class privilege yeah, talking yeah, when people say that because it is just not. It's not it's equatable. Not their reality. And it's not. And I think people. For, I don't know. It pisses me off when people say that. Because I can see how and understand how easily, like, unattainable that is for a lot of people in this country. I don't know. To me, it feels like just the easy option of saying all this knife crime is happening, and that's the reason. Because if you look into it a bit more and you look into uh, the actual complexities of the government, it's harder to get your head around that. So if you just point your finger at Drill music, or well, I remember when Columbine happened, yeah, yeah. and they, they were like well into Marilyn Manson, Manson yeah, for two, yeah, yeah. The two shooters. Yeah. So they said Marilyn Manson That's is why. the reason. Well, it's like not the, um, not the gun laws and the the upbringing or whatever that the kids have had. Uh, you know, because that's. You know, that's an actual problem. Yeah, that's an actual problem <laughs> that takes a long it's time a, to sort. It's a social problem. It's Whereas, a non. Yeah, yeah if yeah. you just ban Marilyn Manson, it's like right, quick fix. Yeah, and yeah, it looks on like the surface of it, it, everyone's happy. But yeah, I'd argue that like the fact that you know the violence and street violence, which has always fucking been there. Let's be honest. Yeah, like, it's not like this is just a new thing. But like stabbings and, and shootings and that, I'd argue that the that the reason that it's in the music is because that exists anyway. It's not the other way around. It's not because of the music that that's the violence yeah, is happening. Yeah, yeah. I'd See, say that the music, the lyrics are what they are because that is the reality. Definitely. And, yeah. I, and I think that that is just, again, how people choose not to look at it. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you could fucking... Everyone could just be listening to... I don't know, like Lazy Town or fucking Aqua, and <laughs> and and that if that was the only music available for the public to listen to, still that shit was still gonna happen, man. Like, yeah, 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 people are still gonna be. It's still gonna happen. So I think that that is. Yeah, I think it's total bullshit. All that. But it's funny you were saying like about the Columbine thing as well. The um, it's like how they pegged the. Uh, West Memphis 3 thing wasn't it as oh well, yeah, you know, yeah it was like oh they like Metallica they're a bit weird they yeah, did yeah, it yeah. and then we can blame it on the occult yeah yeah the occult that yeah, was, yeah it's just like a scapegoat Devil just a constant like, fucking scapegoating again for like sort of lifestyle yeah like, man it just fucking had a fringe and listened to a bit of heavy music yeah it doesn't mean they're fucking bad people yeah but it does feel like there's, there is a lot of uh, in UK urban music there is more there is a lot of emphasis on being bad 
I think, again, at the moment, than there was you, 10 years ago. Do you think... Oh, yeah. I mean, 10 years... Well, not even 10 years ago, probably like 20 years ago or 15 years ago. Like, Garage. I've, exactly. I'm, I've never really been into UK Garage. It's not my thing. But it's UK cool. Garage is more about, like, partying, dress, dressing smart, yeah. having a brandy and coke, yeah. uh, wearing your best shoes... Uh, you know, so all the garage nights you wouldn't be allowed in in, in your trainers. No you know what way, I mean? man! It was like that was uh, the look. Yeah, and, and it's all about like looking your best and and having. It was a good just time. party, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just party vibes. I, I mean, at the same time, I like party music, but I, I don't it know, was I've, never into. I've never really been into UK garage. Okay, but I, I, I mean, I like grime and I like UK drill or whatever you you know yeah, yeah, yeah. all the subsections of grime. Hate UK hip hop. Just reminds me. You know when you find like guys from. I was about to say. I was about to say West Country white guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent, man. You know, I'm like into Osiris trainers and fucking hell. I actually did own a pair of Osiris when I was about thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, ashamedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if yeah. you're skating, it's different, isn't it? Because they they have a function. Yeah, but they are terrible. It's like wearing boats on your feet, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, they are huge. I've never it's skated. Man, nearly before. about the size of this table. <laughs> they're fucking huge. I remember a mate of mine had a pair, not a Cyrus. I think it was maybe Etnies, mm. and there was. I mean, he had. He's got bigger feet than me, but I could fit my foot with my shoe on into, it's, oh my into his shoe. Wow! Like that's how Airwalk as well. They were the other oh, ones. Yeah. Airwalk. They were terrible. It's just weren't there were some etnies that were actually acceptable because they didn't just make massive shoes. Not, not many have stood the test of time though, have they? No, like, they Vans have done all right. I mean, Van. I mean, everyone wears Vans now. Well, do you know what? Cool, fucking yeah. Let's have a rant about that because that does my fucking head in. You know, like growing up back, like if someone had told me when I was four, fourteen or fifteen that in. 15 years time if I went up town everyone would be wearing a Slayer t-shirt skinny black jeans oh, rips yeah, in the yeah, knees yeah, and yeah. a pair of Vans trainers yeah, I'd have gone what are you on about and they're the people that would have kicked the shit out of bro, you for wearing it in high time, school every time 100% man 100% <laughs> but listen but it's funny because you're saying about the garage thing like I used to so I was in like obviously I was in like punk kind of metally like heavy band yeah. bands growing up through my teenage years but at the same time like I, I was doing that I had my other mates and I had Dex and I, we used to do. I used to DJ garage. Were you doing that sort of stuff as early as the yeah, Blackfish days? Yeah, yeah. I, I think you know. I wanted to get onto this. I was like, "Have you just had a big transition of this is what I like, this is now what I like, or is it just sort of from, it was always from, there. from a time of you know being into music from your teenage years to now? Yeah. Have you always just had an eclectic uh, taste in music and? one star you decided to pursue at this age and then at this age you decided to pursue the different style of music yeah is it would you say it's more so that or is it more I was really into punk and metal uh, as a uh, as a youth and now as I've gotten older I'm more into sort of house and I think um, I know, think they're both urban music. it's kind of both true right I okay. think like because when I was so I started off getting into music was through guitars and instrument and bangs from like 10, 11 was when I started buying actual records and like seeking out stuff. And then about 13, 14, I was still into doing that. But then I also had another whole, like I say, whole other group of mates and I was really into garage and drum and bass. I was more into drum and bass at the time, but I, I find it quite difficult to do some drum and bass nowadays, to be yeah. honest. I'm, it just I'm, goes through me. It was big, like 10 years Well, I, I was actually more into jungle 
like I was I loved like Ray Keith yeah. and like I loved the breaky stuff do you know what I mean the darker kind of breaky yeah. stuff like the things that Bangface would put on yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was never I mean drum pop was alright I fucking hate liquid never liked liquid drum and bass right um, just pisses me off but um, so I so I was into that and we used to do like I used to used to go out and DJ at like like younger stuff because obviously we were still kids yeah. but um but we used to go and like sometimes get in sometimes get rejected from go down air or whatever in Birmingham and go to some of the bigger like raves which was sick so I did that as well so that was always part of it and actually at that time being that age I was was also when there was a little golden moment for for house where like it was really right at the forefront of pop music and in the charts, but it was actually good. Like yeah, yeah. you know, because there was that whole thing where you had I think it was like Buckethead's kind of first with like you know these sounds fall into yeah. my like I mean that was a huge record yeah, and I remember yeah. that and I remember being like this is sick and then there was like you had Flatbeat obviously Wazo yeah, yeah. Uh, Basement Jacks came through like to me Basement Jacks still now man that first Basement Jacks album is fucking flawless man like it doesn't even sound dated when you listen to it now yeah. and that to me someone growing up outside of London that was what I thought London just sounded like like on right. the daily that was just what London just sounded playing, like playing through everyone's head it was like that's, that's Brixton down. that's fucking that's just exactly what London sounds like so all that stuff and then obviously Daft Punk and, and the French House stuff which I always uh, you know, like older good Daft Punk yeah yeah, um, yeah. So, oh, Ed ba- Ed, me, me and my friends 10 years ago obsessed with Ed Bagger obsessed with Same, Ed Bagger man. Same. you know yeah. um, Busy, Busy P yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Wazzo yeah. Daft Punk uh, Justice yeah like that, Justice, that first DJ Justice Medi, album Medi, yeah, yeah. But that was so that was that was a little bit later but then so the, oh and even like you know like um, Tim Deluxe who did you know Rip Groove the, yeah. the massive record but then he also did the that one with Sam Obernick that do 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 it just won't do without you. But like, yeah, there was yeah, this yeah. little, there was this moment where there was like credible. At the time, I didn't know that it was house music, really. I suppose because I was still pretty well, young. It was just chart music. It was chart music, but chart but music it, was suddenly quite good. Or yeah, yeah, it was cool, attainable. And I think that like so there was that, and then I then through that, like I say, there was the garage and the drum and bass and that kind of understanding of it. But I kind of dropped out of that, and because the band was doing well, and I went off and did kind of focus on that for a while yeah. that like I dropped out of the UK side of I guess like electronic and dance culture and went into that more yeah and I guess I dropped out of it kind of just around the time that grime was happening so actually I fully missed out on the birth of grime and like that's been something that I've ended up over the last kind of 10 years I guess or 5 years. I don't know like working backwards from so I've got a lot of mates now that were like there and it was like mm. and I think if I hadn't for the first wave you mean so yeah like roll deep yeah exactly and I mean if I hadn't like gone that path with the band at that specific moment in time yeah the chances are I would have gone the other way through the garage and, and, and jungle side and I would have ended up being there but I just it was just what happened at the time so I think I did lose touch with it from doing the band thing but at the same time that was when I was really into still electronic records but it was more like we were totally saying that was more the Ed Banger kind of stuff right. and like those, those kind of like I guess not like urban but just like interesting electronic stuff I yeah, guess Yeah. Um, so then I was always into that and I was always producing and trying to make electronic music while still being in a in a band as well and then after 
leaving the band, I still was doing other bits of music with bands, but then was got more and more into the electronic stuff, and then started, I guess, going backwards and finding where the logical conclusion to what the stuff was I was doing when I was a bit younger. To me, to me, even even obviously you've you've done Blackfish and Hymns and now Footsie, but even Footsie's massively evolved yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. Day Dot to what it what it was like when it was I really saw different. I saw you at Electroworks. Oh shit! About yeah. three or f- no, probably about four or five years ago. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that what you were playing then is so different to what you're putting out now. Yeah, and, yeah. But that's still under the same moniker as Footsie. Yeah, it probably so. shouldn't be to be honest. But yeah, no, it is massively different. But I think I'm like I'm just a bit. Is that is that just something that's happened organically? Have you or have you made like a conscious decision of I'm gonna do this now as opposed to what I was doing, or is it? It no, I think it just happened. Really realizing it. it just happened. Again, I think it's probably a bit of both. I think it was like I, um, I naturally. You know what? I'm sorry. Little bit of a tangent, but kind of oh, makes yeah, sense right. to to, to what tangents. we're talking about. Is that I've always envied people that are like, "This is me." So it's like I like metal. I am a metal guy. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. Dress like this for my rest of my fucking life, or like I'm a hip hop guy. Yeah. That's me. Like I've never been. I've I've never. I'm I'm the same man. I I feel which I feel like you might be setting, coming on to. Sorry to interrupt. That's yeah, fine. But I feel like I mean I'm into every all like the good half of every genre, yeah, or totally. every subculture. But at the same time, it make, it makes me feel like a bit of a fraud. Yeah, in, completely. In each of those, like if I went up to loads of fucking guys that are big in grime or well into grime, I'd feel like a fucking fraud. If yeah. I went up to loads of metalheads and started hanging out with them, I'd feel like a fraud. Because yeah, they're like, yeah. why has he got an Alessi top on? Yeah. Or like the the grime guys, are like why why has he got like a, a posher accent than us? Do you know what I mean? Hundred so percent, man. You, like it. It's good to be eclectic, but at the same time, you sit it's outside. Like you don't, you don't actually belong into any, any of them. Hundred percent, and no, no, I, I yeah, I, I completely agree with that, and I think that I, I always envied the fact that people could just like they like that's it, and I always yeah, thought that it was like yeah. some kind of conscious decision these people had made to be like, this is me forever. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking rock to my grave, bitch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But like, I, I've always like you say liked. You know, for every style of music that's out there, ninety percent of it is going to be shit. Yeah, but there's going to yeah. be ten percent that is good, in yeah. my opinion, yeah, that I'm going yeah. to like. You know, so I've always that's when it, that, like what sort of music you're into is like the hardest question in the world. Yeah. It's just like, well, I like it all, but then that that if you like, I'm into anything or everything. Yeah. But then that makes you makes you look like you're just so blasé that you don't I'll listen to Adele and fucking Sam Smith yeah, and yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll enjoy it. It's yeah. like, no, I'm really opinionated, bitter, <laughs> and miserable, but I still like, you know, I still like all sorts, do you know what I mean? But, um, yeah. What I, was I, the original point before the tangent? What was the question you asked me? Because there was a reason I started going off that way. Oh, I asked why um, has FTSE evolved quite Oh, much? yeah, so, yeah, so the, what I was going to say was, you know, like, what I realise as I get older is that you do, like, you change. Like, when I was younger, I kind of was massively opinionated and was just like, this is, you know, really headstrong about what my opinions are. I, I feel like just from not knowing you too well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but knowing your back catalogue back catalog of music, yeah. 
I, I feel that is represented in what you've just said. Sort yeah. of yeah. angry, opinionated. Not in a bad way. Yeah, 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 angry yeah. and opinionated sort of during your uh, band days. Yeah. And now a bit more happy-go-lucky, love life. Not in a Yeah, way. I know what you're you know, just a bit yeah, more, yeah, yeah. Just a bit more sort of open to whatever and not so pissed off and angry all the time. That is exactly right. Uh, in, your, in your latter years as, a, as an artist. And I think that that's what my point I'm is. I'm sure a wife and kid probably has an impact. Definitely has that. an impact, but I think just life experience... Yeah. Um, of just stuff that happens to you, I think, and, and, and being older. See, there's and nothing wrong with being a pissed off young, young nah, guy like, in your 18 to 21. There's nothing wrong with being pissed off no, and but, hating know, everything. It's funny, like, when I look back, if there's stuff that I, I very rarely do listen to everything that's older, but you know, I, obviously it's still in there, so there's still yeah. things that I just come into my head and I think, oh God. But you think, I, I always felt like I was able to say exactly what I thought because I was so fucking dead set that what I was saying was how I felt about something right. without understanding that as you get older you, you do your outlook on everything changes like not just because you get older but just again through experience and like you know if you're someone that actually gives a bit of a shit and looks around you and like pays attention to what's going on and isn't massively kind of just obsessed with themselves you, you do see like your opinion can only change and yeah having kids and you know that definitely does change that mm. but even I think without having that you will change as, as, as you get older yeah. and you look at things and it and it's now the idea of me like voicing an opinion about something that I probably am very ill read over but just because I've got this idea of something like I wouldn't fucking do it anymore man. Yeah, like, yeah. and I did that I did a lot of that you know, thinking that I was being self-righteous and that, that, and I was angry, man. And I still like, no, I'm not angry anymore. Like I, I just am a bit upset that that's the way it is, I suppose. But you're right. Like I was fucking pissed off forever. Like up until not that long ago, just, right. and just angry at how fucking shit the world was and not necessarily even just on a self pity level, just on like just the injustice. And I don't know, I was on some kind of fucking crusade in my own mind but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And even, you know, even if you're not the most educated on the subject, you're allowed an opinion in you and it doesn't mean you're not right. Like, there's some people I, for, for whatever reason, I'm fascinated with that are on, like, the right wing, that are, like, yeah. personalities on the right yeah, wing. Yeah, like, yeah, right. that fucking dickhead Paul Joseph Watson yeah, and yeah. Raheem Kassam and Milo yeah. Yiannopoulos. Yeah. I'm obsessed with them and I don't know why. I know. Like, I understand that. Do you know though. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I, I want to know everything they think and say. But, but, I mean, that's that's their personality. That's what they put out. Yeah. I don't agree with them. Yeah, of course. But I can understand why people do agree with them in a way if they've come from a certain background. Yeah, I, yeah. I hate them and I hate everything they stand for. Yeah. But I can see why they're big. Yeah. And at the, But at the same time, I, in my head, I know they're wrong. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, they're wrong. Most things they say and most most opinions they hold. But if they got into a debate with me, they would fucking crucify me. Oh, they, yeah. Fully. Because they've got these facts that they can bring up. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're just smarter at debating. Yeah. And that that's the annoying thing. I'm like, oh, just because someone can win an argument, it doesn't mean that their opinion is right. And going back to what you're saying, just because you may you may have had a strong opinion about something you may not have known too much about, doesn't mean that you're, you're not 
no. you're in the wrong. Yeah, no. I, because I someone, because like someone that, just, can like refute you and go, yeah, but what about this? And then you can't answer that back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fully. But I think, yeah, I think for me, it was more about not being angry like anymore. It was right. about accepting. Like, it sounds so fucking... <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But it, is, it was definitely, it was me just getting to a point where I was like, I am so sick of being angry yeah. at everything. I just, like... Something's got to give. Do you know what I mean? It literally has to I be mean, like you're not gonna. I'm not gonna fucking make a change. I know if every, it's one of those things where like, oh, if, everyone, if everyone felt like that and didn't bother trying to make a change, yeah, yeah, then yeah. you know, there's things you can do just on a daily level. You know, to 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 try and be an all right person, and that's yeah. about as much as I think nowadays I'm willing to kind of like put myself out there for it. I mean, this is so arrogant of me. Do it. Not being a, a parent or married, but. I would assume when you become a parent, you're no longer the most important person in your life. Yeah. So you've just got you've got bigger fish to fry in a, in a sense where yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to stop thinking about me and my opinions, and I've got to actually look, look after, after the, two this, kids this, this thing, and, yeah. and my family. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, uh, and, and not not that that takes away like anything creative or or that you know in that in that respect, it's more just. Uh, I've got other shit to deal with now, I think, so I need to stop being a little bit uh, self-obsessed. Gobby. You know I mean? Yeah, gobby <laughs> and narcissistic and like, right, I'm on my moral crusade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so there is that. I've got to look at, you I know, think I've got it affects, to look after. I think it probably is different for everybody as well. Yeah. And yeah. I think for me, actually, in, in a lot of ways, it really hasn't actually changed me at all. But it, it has made me give less of a shit about everything, Right. if that makes sense. I'm just like, do you know what? Like anything. I mean, even recently, like something to do with a release, everything went like mad in the last day before the release. And then even on the release day, like everything had gone wrong. And it was with Honeydew and they needed me to change something and all that. And like, if that had been four, four or so years ago, I'd have been freaking out. I'd have been like, oh my God, it's not going to happen anymore. I was just like, I was just like, mate, just fucking deal with it. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm, I'll do it tomorrow. I ain't doing it now. <laughs> you know, I just really, I'm just like, I don't fucking care, man. Like, yeah. I just am so much more chilled out and I'm patient as well, actually, in general. And I think that must have something to do with the kids because it has coincided with, especially with having Raf. Yeah. Um, like, it has definitely happened around that period, but it's been just a real. It, but it's all part of, like we were saying, about letting go of being angry about everything and just being. just accepting it and just going. Fuck it! Yeah. Like, actually, I really, I, I don't have the energy to give that much of a shit about something anymore. Yeah. And I used to go out of my way to like find stuff to get pissed off about. Almost, yeah, like almost, like I, I, because, but it wasn't coming from a place where I wanted to be pissed off about it. It was because I wanted to know. Like, I mean, like we're saying about the history stuff. Yeah, I, I'm a bit of like. I just love information. Like yeah, I love yeah. like learning. Actually, uh-huh. like as fucking shit as that sounds, I love. <laughs> and actually, same with production, man. Like the thing that I do really like about production is that I most days, as long as I'm not stuck in a rut, you work out something new or you learn a new little thing or you kind of accidentally fuck something up in a way, and it's like you're learning constantly how mm-hmm. to do something differently. And I'm like that in every aspect. I just like learning stuff. I just, you know, that is something that that really buzzes me and I think um, that with the anger thing it was just that I wanted to learn about all the stuff that was wrong with the world whereas now I actually am quite happy to you know if it happens if I find it's out like you're seeking out things to piss you off more as yeah, opposed to I, 
Yeah, but I didn't see it like trying to, and I still don't like that. Like, I was looking at it to try and piss me off. It was like I was looking at it just because I wanted to be know. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That was it. It was because I wanted to know. I didn't want to be in the dark about it. Right. And right, now right. I'm like, I don't need to know. If it falls in my lap or it's there or someone wants to tell me about it, that's cool. I'm not going to like actively not find it. Yeah. But I'm yeah. also not going to go out my way. I'd rather just fucking watch The Princess Bride and really. just. Chill, chill out. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's actually, do you know what? It's really because I think all growing up and everything, and everything I ever did, I always saw like music as an art that was a, a release for the artist, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that now I've got to a point where I see that music and film and whatever, like art is actually really there to serve a purpose for the person that's taking the art in. It's not. Like I've, I now see it from the other side as, as like the consumer. Yeah, the I see it as like people's lives are shit, and actually people just need something to like let loose to. Yeah, and yeah. And, and whether that is just singing about but nonsense. Yeah, I mean, or not. They, they can you can have both though. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, for me personally, right. it was always such a personal thing where it had to be about like an expression or like a cathartic right. thing, and from an artistic point of view. And then it, it kind of now I'm just like I just want to make something that makes myself feel all right and that I know can like maybe people, make other people, people feel good. Will bounce too, yeah, yeah, and, and, and that is pretty vapid and whatever. But that's that's where I'm at. Like, yeah, nothing you know, wrong with that. I ten years know. time, I might be go back to making some fucking weepy Elliot Smith shit. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but, um, but do you, is there anyone from your band days that you? Close to still, or I still like. Well, yeah, I, uh, there's some good bands in that era. Yeah, like, man. Of, like the British indie scene that exploded. What like first with Libertines and then like what Block Party, Maximo Park. Block I, Party being the only decent band. That yeah, I, I mean, well, only the first album though. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like the second one as well, but the first one was obviously yeah was the was the moment, but wasn't it? it th- there was stuff that I liked from that era, but again, it's one of those. Now I'm ten years old, and you look back. Yeah. Not a lot of it stands the test of time. I think like what we did and what the scene but we the, were involved in was a reaction in, to I, I that like stuff. That. Yeah, that it sort of. I think they were not been from Brighton. James Cleaver Quintet. JCQ. Well, like more. I still see more all the time. He's yeah. still really close. They they were good, man. JCQ is sick, man. We put out their first Johnny, record. Really? Yeah, yeah. I know you were. I know you sort of maybe toured with them or ran with well, them. Well, we we literally support. They supported us once. Not gonna sound like I'm blowing my own <laughs> blowing my own trumpet here, but they supported us and me and Kirk, who was the manager of the band, uh, we both were just like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever seen." So we just yeah, took them on tour with us. We put their record out. Cool. Like we we kind of because I, I had a mate. Well, not I don't know him very well anymore. He's more friends of friends. But, uh, had a label in Brighton called Tangle Talk. Yeah, man. Yeah, and, Andre. Yeah, Andre. Yeah, 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 yeah Andre. Yeah, Andre. Um, and. Some of the bands on that that he he was putting out fucking well good, and yeah, I, it blew my mind. Didn't that, he put maths out as well? And a yeah, few other, maths, like, um, Karouac. Yeah, man. Um, there was a really good. There was, there a, was little, some, a couple of Welsh bands, Bastions. Yeah, I remember Bastions. And um, I mastered one of their records. Yeah, they were good, man. Yeah, I they think were. they were Welsh, Cardiff. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Uh, and then that guy from the Automatic had a hardcore band afterwards. What, there. Penny? Good Time Boys. Yeah, yeah, I, I, They were on Tangled Talk. Were they? Yeah. I don't think I ever really listened to them, actually. But there was, yeah, there was like, but I think that that it, whole it, thing it that we were doing... It blew my mind that was, sort of music was coming out of England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they just, I, like, when I, was, when I was younger, like a teenager, I was listening to a lot of, like, American hardcore. Yeah. 
or, or like noise core, math core, whatever yeah, you want to fucking call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, in, and I, I used to feel so smug and arrogant. Like I was like, I'm the only person that in Leicester that listens to this. Yeah, yeah we I were played, the same, man. If I played this at school, like <laughs> we not one person would know this band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to know that that sort of similar style of music was coming out of uh, England, I was just like, nah, this, this isn't right. Yeah, like, yeah. England is like the rakes and fucking future heads. And oh, honestly, I think that we like were the full. It was purely in reaction to. That's that just stuff. how like we just literally saw that stuff and it just was like the Beatles to us. Yeah, we were just yeah. like, this is so like not dangerous. Just nicking just Gang of Four's fucking, fucking chords. Yeah, but and then, I mean that was the good stuff when they were nicking yeah. Gang of Four. At least that was palatable. Yeah. Like I mean shit like the Libertines. I know loads of people love like them. them. I've I always them. hated them. I like, hated them. We actually did like a joke band that we used to like just like playing Brum like at Mates Nights or whatever called The Cants and we wrote all these libertine rip like terrible liberty and it was like if you're lonely come up and call me it's been fucking ages since you last saw me it's all just like open chords just like you know what like CD yeah. A whatever and we used to do it just as a laugh like for us and our mates but yeah I fucking hated that shit. whole thing and man. I hope anyone that listens to this gets offended that anyone that likes them, I hope you get offended <laughs> because they are fucking shit. Like, they, yeah, they're I, just one of them. Like they do, they've got like a cult status. <sighs> the, and I'm just like, why? I mean, I like shit music. Don't get me wrong. Like you know, music not in well, terms I, of. I like, like the Strokes. Yeah, there you but go, they do. Right. They do that music really well. Yeah, Libertines yeah. Don't, don't do it do, very well. Yeah. I, like, there's nothing wrong like, with simplicity. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. There's but nothing he, wrong with just playing nothing and saying nothing. It's but. like that purposefully mom, like. I think it's what's the fucking song called? Uh, what became of the Lightly Lads? Yeah, yeah. He goes, and he actually does it on purpose, like mumbles, yeah, like yeah. as and people listen to it and go, "Wow, yeah. fucking how forward thinking and progressive is it that?" It was that whole thing of like people. Oh. Did you ever go Resurrection in Birmingham? Do you know? No. That? Oh, it was like the, never, it was like I've the never big indie club in Birmingham. It was the big indie gigs. club in Brom, like under one of the railway arches, and like everyone at that time, like everybody just be all these lads just like out the front like pretending they're more pissed and fucked up than they are do you know what I mean with their with, hairs all like with knitting. a white wine yeah do you know what I mean like smoking just like yeah. just like dropping fags and their arms are all limp and like I was just uh, I fucking hated it man uh, and anyway so I think we were like we were just obsessed just with, like an antidote to that stuff yeah that was purely yeah 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 and also like it was it was we were all we were all obsessed with the like post punk DIY, the whole like you know what Ian McKay did with with Discord yeah. And, and, yeah. and that whole scene of um, of post punk that came out in the states like through like the eighties and like early nineties. So, it had a it had a big left wing sort of agenda. I feel yeah, pure, of course, like, yeah. Was, I mean like, that was like, fully tied up with politics yeah. and, and, and social social movement. Like yeah. there was it's kind of in inextricably linked mm. I think but we would yeah we were obsessed with that and that kind of um, attitude towards doing stuff and then on the other side we were also like obsessed with fucking just noisy weird shit like Blood like Brothers Locust and, like, and like, yeah, do you know what it's funny man because Locust Justin Pearson is that yeah JP like I, I I'm not really particularly into the Locust like bits of it are cool or whatever but his label 31G is Released some of my favourite records ever. Yeah. I've 
by bands like easily like I mean there's a band called Plot to Black Dice Tower who are still possibly my favourite like punk band of Is all that time. Not who Crocodiles now? Yeah, yeah, it was Crocodiles. Crocodiles follow me on Instagram. So oh shit! Fucking, shout out! Yeah, shout out Crocodiles. I met them because a guy had some proper drifter that I know in North London became mates with them because he saw okay. them. He saw them play a gig when they were plot to blow up the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah. and he, shout out Omar. He's not going to listen, but he's a legend. He's just like a North London legend, Bar- barred from every pub Good in North London. Um, he definitely sounds a like man, he'd be but a he's a legend. He went to one of their gigs yeah. and then became best friends of them from watching them at a gig. And he went on that tour with them yeah, yeah. when they were crocodiles. I mean, they still are crocodiles, but uh, yeah, the, plot to blow are the greatest man. They're yeah. so, and then like X Models again. Yeah. They, they released on three one G. I fucking love those guys. And uh yeah, he's put out some amazing records, man. So big up JP, even though I think he's a complete egotist, probably. Is he? I don't know. I get the. Imp- I don't know. He might not be, but I get the impression that he is probably. kind of definitely a bit full of himself. But he has done some. He has put out some great. I imagine music, it's so. hard not to be though. If you've got like a cult following, I th- if, even if, on that if level, I if whatever I did, if if I was a a rapper or a singer of a band or a actor or whatever. If I had a cult following, I'd probably sort of be a bit start of getting that god complex. Like, <laughs> like, I can understand why it happens to people. Do you know what I mean? Because you're constantly being told you're the best, and that's the thing. When you're like only half famous, when the only people that recognise you are people that absolutely love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's that a good point. Happen. Actually, I suppose I mean? it's more. Whereas inclined if to you're like famous, everyone knows you. Like Beckham. Yeah. Well, actually, fair. That's a bad examples everyone loves Beckham yeah, regardless right. but it, you know there's certain people uh, that are famous but half the people hate them half the people really? love yeah, them yeah, so yeah. when they see them in the street you get a bit of both you get you get beef but you also get love yeah, yeah. so they might start questioning themselves and yeah, blah blah yeah, blah yeah. but if you're only semi-famous like like a cult figure yeah, yeah. in a certain uh, field and everyone you meet that you don't know yeah. loves you what you're gonna get a fucking gold complex? Yeah, no, you know that's I mean? true. But, uh, but yeah. then we also loved like the, all that shit. Like fucking, do you ever get? Were you into like cap and jazz and then like all the stuff? Yeah, that came from yeah. That, like, well, like the nineties owls and all that. Nineties sort of emo. Yeah, before emo was yeah, like not my chemical romance fringes sort of and that. Yeah, like actual kind like of American football. Exactly. The Kinsella that brothers shit, bro. sort of stuff. I fucking love. Yeah, that, I'm yeah. into that. Yeah. Yeah. I, in fact, like again, owls. that was one of those things where I'm, I'm listening to them like. No one in England listens to this. Yeah, yeah, how fucking cool I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah we were those. We were that those guys, but in Rob, like exactly <laughs> the same as you, man. Like with those records, you know. But yeah, Owls, man. That out the first Owls album. Honestly, yeah. I listen to it still regularly, and it, I would go out on a limb and say it is possibly one of the most unique records ever made because there is there is literally nothing that sounds like it. I'll, you can I'll hear. It you can hear like bits of influence that have been put on it but it is so bizarrely this, this is unique. a bit after I mean you're known better than me of like the time this is a bit after the sort of pavement and um, yeah, yeah. built to spill isn't it yeah, yeah. Like, owls I think the like early was, 90s or mid 90s yeah that's sort of more I think the owls record was 90s. 2001 right okay yeah I think it was Who pretty sure good Algernon Cadwaller Coldwaller yeah, yeah, yeah I think that yeah. it's a mental name but they, they, they were on Sergeant House stuff. weren't they there was yeah there was a whole load of stuff that kind of came yeah. through for Sergeant but, House and yeah we're going to have to wrap this up um, uh, do you want to give any shout outs to anyone before we uh, shout out Taz shout out Taz shout yeah. out Taz Ruben and Rasty the Manville clan I, I I know you through Taz so yeah, yeah big shout out to Taz for bringing us together for this special show 
Um, shout out to O'Neills and Leicester for Hell yeah. giving us this private room. I hope this sounds all right. Uh, I, th- I think it is. Keep hearing like some shit music coming out the doors, but probably good to have a bit of ambiance. But yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Pleasure, man. Thanks really for having me. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's been really good. It has. Um, shout out. I haven't got really anyone to shout out on this one. Fuck, yeah, no mates anymore, man. No, yeah, lonely guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be back with episode four. I don't know who I've got on for that one yet, but we'll find out soon. Go and stream Honeydew so I can pay rent. Stream Honeydew, JK, Footsie, Rude Kid, Big Banger. Peace.